Greetings and welcome to the Mount Rushmore Podcast. My name is Jeff, and I'm joined as usual by my good buddies Richard. Hello. And Michael. Howdy. Richard and Michael, they're constantly at each other's throats. Oh which is God, foreshadowing <laughs> as they debate and deliberate the most tasty answers to any given delicious topic. And this week's topic is the Mount Rushmore of comedic Dracula. Gee, whose idea was this, Jeff? <laughs> oh, well, Jeff, uh, Jeff before, before you go on, yeah. I got a question for you. Yes, um, uh, why doesn't Dracula have any friends? Why? Because he's a pain in the neck. Oh, that is hilarious bazooka Joe quality Laffy Taffy joke. There. <laughs> oh, I've got more. Okay, tell me another one. Uh, what is Dracula's favorite breakfast cereal? Oh, what? Ready neck. I don't get that. Hold what? on. Let me get rid of that one. Wow. Let me, let me start. Ready neck? Up. Okay. Tell me another one. Uh, how does Count Dracula feel after a long night? How? Dead on his feet. Oh. Oh. Ah, 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 ah. Okay, I'm ch- that's another foreshadowing from one of the answers that was very popular. Amongst all these fabulous people that I polled out on Facebook, and we know how painful it, that can be. Ouch. Um, I don't even know if you said the topic yet. Yeah. Uh, so Michael and Richard ignore the posts that I put out on Facebook. No, no, no. Do we no, even s- said the topic yet? The oh, actual, sorry. What's the name? The, what, the topic, what are we talking about today? To- well, I was about to say, the topic is the Mount Rushmore of comedic Draculas. And Richard asked why I thought of this topic. And the answer was, no, I thought of the Mount Rushmore of comedic animated Draculas. Um, but that was a little bit too narrow. And I think the topic, as I posted it on Facebook, was comedic depictions of Dracula. And Dracula has become ubiquitous with vampire. Mm. It's like a, it's like Xerox, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So... Um, Whatever, with so many great answers, so many fun answers, so many people embrace all these wacky, loony, loony depictions of uh, Dracula and other vampires in pop culture. In fact, there's like a prototypical. What is what does a Dracula type of vampire look like versus like a True Blood vampire? Like it's the it's all based on the original image of Bela Lugosi yes. as yeah. Dracula, with yeah. the same sort of tuxedo, yeah, with the cape. The, the cape and the kind of the quasi cross that he's wearing with a little bit of red in there. The yeah. widow's peak. The widow's peak, kind of Butch Patrick haircut going backwards. Yeah. Uh, it's that. And then pale skin, mm-hmm. black hair. Yeah. Um, and that's, so that's pretty, I, what I think is hilarious is what isn't already funny about Dracula? <laughs> like he's, he's, he's a goofball. He's a goober. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, what I thought was interesting, this, this became a really interesting challenge once it became comedic Draculas instead of comedic vampires. Yeah. Or when you eliminated that it had to be a Dracula kind of base. Mm-hmm. Because a few years ago, you showed me the greatest vampire movie of all time, which was What We Do in the Shadows. Oh, yeah. That was so It is amazing. not even Incredible. Like the greatest like vampire movie. It's the yeah. greatest it's like one of my top three comedies. Like oh, that's it's, great. Yeah. It's right up there with like mm-hmm. Spinal Tap. Just in it's perfect um, production. But and so it pained me to be like, oh, I we can't really can't choose, choose that. them. No. You can't just mm-hmm. use generic vampires. Yeah, even if they look like Dracula. Yeah. yeah, it was it was a it was a tough it was a tough kind of ask, and I thought that made it a little bit more challenging. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, our followers on Facebook did not split hairs so finely when. It, uh, a Dracula vampire versus a vampire vampire. But for the most part, they did pe- pick ones that had the cape, that had the widow's peak, that had the, the thing that might not have been um, actually Count Dracula. So to 
to thank those listeners, I just want to give some shout outs throughout this episode of the podcast to those people who did do us the big solid and go out there and um, give some fun answers. So uh, there were two people. Uh, one is a former, actually one is a former guest on this podcast. And um, that those people chose Count Duckula. So that's Sam Hopkins and April April Calger, who is a very talented comedian. Wait, Sam Hopkins? Yeah, sounds very familiar, doesn't it? Yeah, mm. yeah. Um, and then I'm choosing these because these guys, uh, I don't don't think that you guys have chosen these in your answers, but um, there was another uh, couple choices um, from Cecily Gish, Mary Jo Newton-Tinlin, who had some really great suggestions, and Ro Del Grazzi. They all chose Hotel Transylvania. So that's a kind of a newer comedic depiction. Sure. And that's characterized by Adam Sandler, right? Yeah, it's a Sandler-free zone yeah. around here. They just, <laughs> obviously, they don't listen. They don't they know don't the rules. Listen. Well, I think Sandler's back after his SNL um, appearance. In, you mean the Sandman? <laughs> in the I was, races. I was thinking about, uh, I haven't seen Hotel Transylvania yet any one of the three. And I was thinking of Adam Sandler today. And for like a moment, I got kind of mad. And I was like, ah, oh, this guy just makes like crappy movies. And I was like, oh, this guy just makes movies that he wants to make. Yeah. Okay. And people, some people want to see him. And I thought, okay. And it's okay if I don't want to see him. And I thought, yeah. Okay. And I was like, there's nothing wrong with that. It's not like you're not getting to make a movie because of him. Yeah. Yeah. All he's, all he does is, you know, um, he just takes up a little bit of space, but then he makes it. It's the space that people that want to see his movies. It's a space you would never be in anyway. Yeah. So, so I, what do you care? I had such a moment of peace, yeah. like thinking about Hotel Transylvania <laughs> and Adam Sandler today. I was just like, oh, yeah, it's totally. It's all cool. It's totally fine. It, might, it might not be my taste, but like, and then I started thinking like, oh, well, I don't have to be angry about anything anymore. Yeah. And it was like such a good therapy session. I think one thing that Sandler did that made him popular and then maybe made people perceived him differently was he he always was kind of a cartoon character on snl Mm -hmm. he had those high-pitched voices and things like that but speaking of what we do in the shadows um there were three people who submitted what we do in the shadows mary stanford my former uh uh, neighbor and disney co-worker melissa arandondo talented photographer and fan of the podcast and sarah reeve her photo was just stunning very attractive woman hey uh, sorry. So these you're folks, right. These folks. What do I mean? Yeah, you're, you're right. right. And stop it. And stop it. Uh, this is a former podcast guest, Sarah Reeve, and uh, the and, uh, better wife. half of Rich Man Freddy. So they chose what we do in the shadows, which Michael has name checked as a top ten comedy and one of the best. Okay, guys, I'm ever. so excited about this week. I went out and got a cherry Slurpee. Oh, that way that my mouth and tongue can look red. As if I've been <laughs> drinking blood from a nubile handmaiden. Oh. So if you hear this. <laughs> That's blood from a new hand. That's actually that. That actually was. Richard, I got. I got a question for you. What's Dracula's favorite flavor of ice cream? Uh, I don't know, Michael. Vanilla. Vanilla. Nailed it. Dracula. <laughs> That's pretty great. Uh, we. Are, you can use that, uh, Adam Sandler, if you're listening. Uh, we are recording this next to a cemetery, which I think maybe was um, modeled uh, after the one from Plan Nine from Outer Space, or inspired that. So, uh, I'm not going to stop name checking our. Uh, the people who responded to the the question that I put out on Facebook uh, as to name your favorite comedic depiction of Dracula. I'm going to do it throughout the podcast, but I'm going to let Richard and Michael get right to it. Uh, wow, the, the intro to this episode is so long. That so I feel long. like I've lived since like 1592. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so let's get going, Richard. You start. All right. So my first choice is the... Uh, 
late 70s movie classic, Love at First Bite. Also, uh, George Hamilton, also on my list. Also on your list, and George Hamilton, the Tannis (laughs) of all Draculas. You could have just said the Tannis of all. Well, there's... He he uh, might have that, he might have that, uh, just that trophy. Yeah. It's a bronze trophy, of course. Well, that's the uh, Doonesbury thing, the uh, the George Hamilton tanning Tanning classic classic or something like that. Um, and this was a movie I remember watching as a kid a lot. Like it came on the independent channel mm-hmm. on the regs. Yeah. And I went, I actually watched about half of it today in mm-hmm. prep for it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, eh, maybe it didn't hold up quite as well as I remember. Let me tell you something about movies from like 1977 to like 1981. Man, outside of Star Wars, they love disco. They had to shoehorn disco. Like the, the Godfather scene with disco was really yeah. weird. Yeah. Like, I did not understand that. But yeah. uh, disco was just so prevalent mm-hmm. in every movie. It was just like, I'm trying to think of what the fad would be now that is just in every movie. Yeah. And I don't know. Disco scene must... It must something, just, on the inter- something about the internet. Yeah. I don't know. There was something about just, you know, he mm-hmm. dances with, what's her name? The Cindy, the model. In that Thatcher biopic, Mel or Meryl <laughs> Streep does parkour for a little bit. Right, she does. It felt like it pulled me out of the story, but it was she. But it's, it's true Meryl to Street. life. It's, it's also true to it's life. It's also true. She invented it. She this yeah. uh, this movie has such a special like uh, feeling for me in the way that uh, the line delivery of when he's like playing the piano in his castle. Yeah, yeah. And the wolves are howling, and he says, "The children of the night, shut yes. up." Yes. My dad used to say that. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> that was na- that line specifically was name checked by Brenda Left. Oh, was, was it? A, on, yeah, on yeah. Your thing. Yeah, and uh, David Huff, Bruce Green, Brenda Left, uh, and Linda Bailey Walsh all uh, it's, brought it up. It's like we'll get to this later, and it, it captures a lot of Dracula mythos, which is interesting. Where mm-hmm. Dracula is forced to, or either he's forced or he chooses to leave. His home. In this case, because the Romanian national gymnastics team was going to be taking over his castle. <laughs> I didn't know. The, I couldn't remember what the reason was. That's yeah. why. Uh, there's another. Another. Um, I can't remember what it was now. Uh, another movie that uh, from the 70s that had a similar thing where he was ousted because of communists had invaded. Oh. But like a big thing about Dracula or the character of Dracula is that he's kind of forced or he moves out of his home country and he's the stranger in a strange land. Yeah. You know, in the classic Dracula, he moves to London. Um, in this, it's obviously in New York. Like what's the, in the, in the Eddie Murphy, what was that? What was the Eddie Murphy one where he's a vampire in Brooklyn? Mm. That's another one where he has to move. Yeah. I, mm. I think that there is a very interesting aspect of Dracula where he represents... The fish out of water, yeah. Not only that, but like the other. Mm-hmm. He is a foreigner. Yeah. And a very distinct foreigner coming into a more civilized city and he's also just seen as other in the original film nationalism national pride and that's during that's after after world war one isn't it yeah Yeah. between one and two yeah so this distrust as we are noted to have in the u.s of the foreigner the other dracula perfectly personifies that and especially in that he is also attractive Mm. and of, of uh, he's he's got wealth, he's got stature, he's got all these things that the kind of American ideal might be kind of afraid of. So that's what I think is interesting is that, uh, love at first bite. His 
it's it's George Hamilton, this very attractive, seductive guy who would by then become a parody of himself after like Zorro the Gay Blade. He well, Zorro, Zorro the gay, gay Blade was after. Was after this? Yeah. Okay. Because he realized, oh, I, I think he thought, oh, I can just keep remaking like yeah. a classic. Yeah. A genre no, parody. Maybe thing. you shouldn't. I remember seeing this at the Seville Square Cinema in Kansas City. Hell yeah. $1.50 was too much, too much to pay for this thing. But yes, disco. I love the nightlife. And also, there's cool. a lot of racism in this movie. Oh, is there? I forgot, oh, forgot about that. It's bad enough that in I was reading some of the reviews from like when it first came out. Mm-hmm. And when the New York That's Times... That's when racism was okay. Though. Yeah, in 1979 when they're saying... Boy, some of these ethnic stereotypes are pretty heavy-handed. Oh, wow. If, if you were racist in 1979, you don't want to know what it's like 30 years later, yeah. how it aged 40 years yeah. later. Yeah, Well, that is a great first choice. Was there anything else you wanted to share, Michael, about your love for this film? Um, I, what, what It taught me either like a false Dracula stereotype or one that I just don't remember from the actual uh, novel or original yeah. movies was that to turn into a vampire, you need to be bitten three times. Oh. I remember that as, like, the the main girl in it. Like, right. she was bitten by Dracula, and then she was bitten again. It was, like, going on, like, three dates before oh. she's, like, she has to hook up with him. And yeah. they fly off and turn into bats and fly to Jamaica or uh-huh. whatever. But, like, it it taught me, like, this either something that's has stayed with me. Like, I've assumed, like, oh, yeah, well, Dracula doesn't bite you. He's got to bite you three times. Ah. But I think that might be kind of false. Uh-huh. I do too. Um, I, I I think we should point out the uh, the the winning supporting role by uh, Artie Johnson <laughs> as Renfeld. That guy is amazing. just a comedic genius. Yeah, and and, and also the fact that the bats are the fakest looking bats this mm-hmm. side of Ed Wood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and it's charming. It's great. It, it would actually it actually kind of adds to the charm of the movie. Yeah. If it would have been like good like special effects, I think it would have been like yeah. off a little bit. Well, what I think is something I wrote in my notes were funny on purpose versus funny bad and somebody could have when interpreted comedic depictions of dracula as something that wasn't the intention of the filmmaker uh well van helsing yes yeah yeah i love van helsing do you yeah hugh jackman van helsing yeah oh my god oh boy we've got we've got contrimps here we're gonna have words i like the ride (laughs) okay universal oh yeah that was fun yeah was that part of like the proto dark universe yeah i think it was Mm. and their speculation was that they could have relaunched frankenstein wolfman mummy was well that's what they were supposed to be doing with that uh the the tom cruise mummy yeah the dark the dark universe yeah Yeah, yeah. tom cruise and uh what's his name was gonna play um Benicio del Toro was a wolf man, I think. Let's say it's The Rock. Okay, The Rock was for my Yeah. Uh, okay. What uh, what song does Dracula hate the most? Oh, um, uh, something with the steak. Um, you are my sunshine. Oh my God! <laughs> my only sunshine. Jeff, is this happening the entire I podcast? I guess so. I, I got so. a lot of these guys. Um, how does Dracula keep fit? Oh, oh, I got two now. I just made one up. Oh my! <laughs> I got a special one for Jeff. How does Dracula one? Scaremaster. How... Oh, what'd you say? Scaremaster. That's really good. Oh, okay. that's better than badminton. Oh, badminton. So that's pretty. Yeah, good. that's his favorite sport. <laughs> um, uh, how doesn't? What is Dracula's least favorite exercise? Coffin. CrossFit. Ah, uh, that's for you, Jeff. I just made that up that's right now. That's, that's a good one. Good. That's a good one. Okay, uh, add that to Richard shoot. chose the first one, which happened to be Michael's one as well. So Michael choose the next one. My, my next one is the, I guess we got to talk about it. 
It has to be up here just because everyone assumes it's going to be up here. Okay. Dracula Dead, loving it. Yeah, also on my list. Yeah. Okay. This is like Mel Brooks at the literal nadir of his comedic. Last thing he's directed. The last thing he's directed. Was it really? Yeah. It feels like but it, this was right before or a few years before he went off and did producers on yeah. Broadway. Yeah. But this was just like every joke is so tired. Mm-hmm. Every – like Leslie Nielsen is – you know, there's like three or four like national comedic treasures. Yeah. It's like Danny Kaye and it's Leslie Nielsen. Yeah. The Canadian national treasure. Oh, is yes. he Canadian? Yeah. Oh. Eh, he's American-ish. Mm-hmm. You know, all, yeah. all Canada's kind yeah. of American-ish. And um, Dick Van Dyke. Like, just three guys that you're just like, oh, they're oh, just yeah. naturally like, there's something in their face and there's something mm-hmm. that's just like funny. Yeah. But... Leslie Nielsen was like tasked to play Dracula in a very straightforward retelling of the Dracula story. Yeah. This movie doesn't diverge that much. It's mm-hmm. Renfield goes to Transylvania. They go back and move back to Carfax Abbey. He falls in love with someone who he thinks is Mina or is Mina Harkis, Harkness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he dances with her, and all of the like. The, the, it the, follows it's the, the beats. It's every beat. It's, it's just. It's literally Dracula would like bumbling Leslie Nielsen. Yeah, yeah and terrible, just like I jokes. Think... But you have to talk about it because it's the one that you think of most when you think of like a funny Dracula, and you think of it by like default without actually thinking of it. Yeah, yeah. I I, I put down in my notes. I just had this is an example of how not to do. Okay. A funny Dracula. Imagine former podcast guests Anderson Dadu and Jennifer Dudley. Oh, was she on our podcast? She was on a different podcast. No, she podcast. suggested a topic for us one yeah, time. Yeah, okay. Um, they both suggested Dracula Dead and loving it. And I think the love that we have for Leslie Nielsen is one of the reasons that you probably would go see this yes. film. And I think for or a the while, fact that it's Mel Brooks. It's Mel Brooks, yeah. Yeah, yeah there's that a, seems yeah. like a you gimme. Think, how yeah. could you go wrong with yeah. that? Here's how you yeah. can go wrong. I, I think that might be what the studios say. Like, here are these two people with track records a uh, mile long. This should be a no-brainer. Let's not worry about actual jokes in the script. And let's not worry about the fact that, um, I don't know, that this is such a tr- such trodden territory. <laughs> I think, too, there is probably, I think there's two things that happened. One, this is coming on the heels of a very popular Dracula movie. You know, oh, yeah. Francis Ford Coppola's Bram Stoker's Bram Stoker, Dracula, Dracula yeah. came out, and that was very popular. It was very different. It was very real in a certain sense. It was very gothic, uh-huh. and they kind of just steal bits and jokes yeah. out of it here well, you and guys, there. You guys but both chose it because it wasn't good? Yeah. Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. But then— Not good enough considering who the provenance of— Oh, I, it's just not good. I think it's just—I think I chose it because it's representative of what people think is funny Dracula. <laughs> okay. Okay. I don't know. There's something. So it came out five years, you know, not even that long. Three years after Bram Stoker's Dracula. Bram Stoker's Dracula. Yeah. Um, and I've got like a point two B to tag onto that. I'll come back to yeah. that. But then also, this is the man that did Young Frankenstein. Yeah. This is a man that did you know, silent movie. Did yeah. Mel you Brooks. Should have the genre done. Yeah. That's High right. Mel, Mel Brooks could have done this movie maybe as a black and white movie too maybe he could have pulled stuff in from that and convinced the studio hey 
you remember what I did. This is probably how it convinced me to write it, do it in the first place. I want to go back to that. I want to see if I can do that. But they, it just, it's yeah. goofy and it's stupid. It's yeah. basically a lot of boob jokes. Oh, I got to watch this. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> a lot of like dreary slapstick with Leslie Nielsen, who's mm-hmm. kind of a couple of years past his prime to uh, be doing that at that point. Oh, the point, the point, the other one I wanted to get back to was this came out in 1995. Uh, Coppola's Dracula came out in 92. Mm-hmm. In 1993, The Simpsons did a treehouse of horror. Yeah. With, uh, <clears throat> with, uh, um, Mr. Burns as uh-huh. uh, a vampire. Mm-hmm. And they did all of these jokes that they eventually also kind of did in this movie. Yeah. Like, before and it being the Simpsons, they better. did it better uh-huh. um, from Richard's from Richard's coffin. <laughs> yeah, it's like every fourth joke on my list of like Dracula coffin. jokes. Yeah. It's all jo- uh, coffin jokes. Mm-hmm. It sounds like uh, we might get to this at yeah. the at the other end of the break. But the point is that somebody did it better, and they just kind of still went along doing the same jokes, and that is yeah really weird and really just unfortunate. Yeah. Well, let's take a break between our choices. I think we know what's coming up. And when you say Leslie Nielsen and you say uh, esteemed Canadian, um, I also want to uh, – there's an esteemed Canadian friend of mine named Paul P.K. Kingston who is a listener to the podcast or at least a commenter on the Facebook site. And he let us know uh, that growing up in Canada, there was a beautiful example of what happens when you give a narcissist a budget and minimal supervision – and Vincent Price was also in it, and that is the show The Hilarious House of Frightenstein. And I clicked on the show, and it looked like it had fairly high production values, only to like read that they did 90 episodes in, no, 130 episodes in nine months. So they just, what is going they on? just cranked these things out. But as, as the internet gets, covers all the territory that there is out there, it starts to reveal some of these things that I had no idea that there was this cool show. So I can't wait to go, and maybe you listeners should go dig into this. I'm going to play a sound clip right now from the hilarious house of Frightenstein. Wasn't that hilarious? <laughs> yes. Yes. But the opening feels like it's almost something right out of Thriller because it's Vincent Price and some kind of sound effects and things like right. that. So maybe Michael Jackson used to watch that on tour in Toronto or something. Hey, Jeff, before we're – I know we're in the halftime, yeah. but uh, what is Transylvania? What is Transylvania? It's Dracula's uh, territory. Oh, wow. You're encouraging him, Monk wow. Jeff. When you, when you react to it, you're encouraging him. Listen, amazing. We, we have this guy that dresses up as a certain man bat. <laughs> Did I get that right? <laughs> and you can use any of these. This is good stuff. He has a cape. <laughs> he has a cape. I what I think is hilarious about Batman. We're too. in halftime, by the way, everybody. In case we are you're listening, so we are at our halftime. Take a break for a couple if minutes. If you do your customary yeah. like skip through sixty to yeah. one hundred twenty seconds, totally skip hit it this. four times, and you still won't be <laughs> close to where we are. Well, I'm going to ask you guys to uh, if you are a new listener, if you are a listener uh, uh, who list, if you somebody's listened to a few of these podcasts, go back and listen to the rest, or at least download them. And while you're at the place where you download, you might as well give a review or a rating. Actually, we would legit love to hear what you say, whether it's one star or five stars. We just love to hear some feedback. And to those who have gone into the Facebook page and 
responded to some of our questions or even as, as individuals responded to like my uh, page when I ask people about topics. Thank you so much. And we would love to hear your suggestions for episodes. Uh, you could go on and leave a suggestion for a topic. You'd love to hear Michael and Richard go at each other on previous uh, question sub suggestors have ended up on this show. So that was kind of cool. And we do like to support uh, podcasts, whether they tackle the hard-hitting topics that we do or not. And here's one of them. I'm Megan. I'm RJ. And we host Oh No Lit Class, a comedy literature podcast that tells you all the strange and sexy facts you never knew about the books you had to read in school. Every episode is a fun, foul-mouthed spark notes for your ears, filled with author bios, pot summaries, bad impressions, and Megan singing. It's mostly you that sings. No. I sing well, she sings poorly. That's not true. So come listen to us ruin classic literature one book at a time at onolitclass.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh no, lit class. We're for kids. No, we're not. Dookie. Uh, we are back. And this has been a groovy topic in a ghoulish way to discuss. That's a foreshadowing of something I might talk about. Um, uh, Richard, please tell us your third choice. Well, not since Michael stomped all over it. Yeah. I might as well go out and say it's I, the uh, Treehouse of Horrors episode number four. I would say I teed you up to it without without actually knowing. Yeah. That's, I freaking that's like your opinion, man. Those are some <laughs> of my best ep favorite episodes. There mm -hmm. have been whole seasons that I've skipped, but then I've seen this Treehouse of Horror. For it's like they put it, you can tell they put extra effort into yeah. those episodes. Yeah. And this one, number four, fourth season, had the, uh, the uh, it wasn't the fourth season, but the fourth episode of it, um, had three different uh, plot points, or mini stories, I guess. Yeah. And the third one was Bart Simpson's Dracula. Uh. And this was the uh, basically Bram Stoker's Dracula story, as uh, played out um, with Lisa being the only person in the family when they go to visit Mr. Burns in his castle in Pennsylvania. <laughs> Uh, who <laughs> suspects that Mr. Burns may be, in fact, a vampire? Yeah, um, ah, I love I love her delivery of vampire, <laughs> um, which they later find out to be true, and maybe they should have found out with some some clues like his autobiography being called "Yes, I Am a Vampire," <laughs> with the forward by Steve Allen. <laughs> um, and they just uh, and, and Michael mentioned it when he was talking about it. They really hit all of they hit the jokes in a smart way. Yeah. Versus something like Dead and Loving It when it's just like whatever the most obvious Dracula joke is they could possibly make. Yeah. Let's go ahead and make it. Um, you know, with with the Simpsons and this especially being early Simpsons when it was really kind of fiery at its peak, they didn't they went for the they went for like the jugular. Oh my oh, god. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, they went for the jugular with those jokes. And they I I think that they you can tell that, and I'm, I was reading a little bit about this episode that you know there were several people on the cast who were big kind of universal horror fans, so you can tell that they really knew the source material. They also, like, unfortunately, like like I said, they also were able to capture the Bram Stoker or the, the Francis Ford Coppola version of that right. to transport that onto Mr. Burns in a perfect way, where he's already like this, yeah, de decrepit. This decrepit you know the Gary Oldman when he's in like the old version of Dracula in in Bram Stoker's yeah. Dracula is so cake white and he's so he looks like he's three hundred years old right and Mr. Burns of course 
is 300 <laughs> years maybe old. 300 years yeah. old himself and i think that that was such a perfect uh you know uh kind of merging and melding yes yeah. yeah that they could just put that on him and it fit so perfectly and mm-hmm. you know right up until he what Bart do goes down the super fun happy slide well it's you know he really shouldn't do it but when's he going to be back there <laughs> i was just like sometimes with the topics we we choose topics that are fun to us because of those i think it's a lot of territory to roam around in or that raise interesting questions for me the question is why <laughs> Why this mythology? Why Dracula? Why Dracula? Like, why is it so funny? Why would on a special episode of the Jeffersons, the Halloween episode, does George Jetson come out and dance around in the Dracula costume? We all laugh and love right. it. And like, we're talking about the A-list stuff, but every damn episode of every sitcom has a Halloween episode where somebody's dressed like Dracula for that I, party. I think it is such a testament to those early 1930s, you know, yeah. uh, universal, universal horror, horror films. Like they just cracked this image and they've like, whether it's Dracula or the mummy or Frankenstein's monster or mm-hmm. what Werewolf have you, all or... of them, like they have just cemented this image of what Dracula should be. And it is so, it is the same way as like uh, Mickey Mouse. Mm-hmm. It's just accepted as this is how it is. When you go to buy a vampire costume at like a kid's costume store or whatever, uh, it's, it's going to be that Bella Lugosi one. Yeah, nobody shows up to Party City and says, no, I don't want that one. I want the Max Shrek one. Oh, yeah. From Nosferatu. I want that one. Nobody That's wants, like, the, the butt-haired, butt-faced, or the butt-headed Dracula. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I, I just find it very interesting. And I, or I, sometimes I wonder, is it because he did legitimately scare us as young people or in some films that it's kind of a revenge? Like, oh, let's disarm this. Let's defang this character. Yeah, Literally defang yeah. him, yeah. That, I think that's pretty interesting, too. I think that once you kind of adopt it into an accepted, you know, he's just dressed up, he's dressed up like a dandy. He's yeah. dressed up as like this foreign dandy in a tuxedo, and it's just like, all right. He's just yeah. another guy you can throw a pie in his face and then laugh yeah. at him like a wealthy dowager. <laughs> I always think it's funny that Dracula is pretty much an Avenger. He just happens to drink the blood of the living. Like if he, he could... All. He could he flies. Right. He's got superhuman strength. He's got some sort of mental telepathy powers. Yeah. Or he'll be able to control people yeah. with his mind. Yeah. He can change form. He can, um, um, but he works nights. Those guys would be happy that he's, yeah. this guy's going to work nights. Okay. Um, so did you espouse the episode in the way that you wanted to? Yeah, I feel good about okay, it. Okay. Okay. Michael, uh, now you crap on some other choices. people. Yeah. Have. Whatever. I'll, I'll let you know what my last choice is now, and then you can ruin it for everybody. I feel like I did not do that. I feel like I feel attacked a little bit. Okay, I have to say before we move on, the overwhelming the over because I don't want to miss the end of this episode without saying the overwhelming choice among the submitters on Facebook was ah 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 the count ah, six six wonderful people chose the count von count mm. from Sesame Street and I didn't realize his last name was von Count. Yeah yeah yeah, and then looking up the names of the. Um, Count von Count is called is in all these different languages. The Count of Count, or in all the different places where Sesame Street is aired, he has different names. But it's usually the Count of Counting, or mm. County Count, or the Count that likes to count, or something like that. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, but Beckett Graham, Mary Jo Newton-Tinlin, Jeanette Bonjour, Christy patterson Veitch, Chris Hutchings, and our friend Patty, I owe, I owe him ten bucks because I we had a bet. That's blood money. And yeah. <laughs> 
my bet was that uh, the um, new f new parents, uh, the parents of young children, would one of you at least would pick um, the Count von Count. Mm. So that's not Dracula, though. He's not Dracula. See, thank you, Richard. Okay, okay, okay. Richard and I are gonna shake hands. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but Patty did uh, want, and we can put a link to this in the show notes or something like that. Wanted to uh, illustrate the time when Count von Count. Uh, had to deal with the fact that his bats wanted to unionize against him uh, because they never got to count. So uh, they never had all the fun. So I'm going to link here. Uh, here's, a, here's a clip of, from that. Oh, but what is wrong? Just, just, we never have any fun. We never get to count. It's our turn 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 to count. I have an idea. Okay, my darlings. You will get to count. You will get to count all the counts in the room. And then I, the count, will count all the bats. You first, my All right, we're back. Michael, what do you got? I have Vladimir Dracula, a.k.a. Sam Dracula, a.k.a. Grandpa from the Monsters. Oh, my God. He's a Dra he is a Dracula? He's officially a Dracula. And there were three of our uh, folks chose that. Jim Coughlin, Jessica Brainerd, Ricky Rosales. Uh, he and Lily, his daughter, yeah. moved out of Transylvania to the United States sometime yeah. long time ago. And, of course, she met up with, um, uh, you know, Herman Munster. It's right. funny. People call him Grandpa Munster, but he's not Grandpa Munster. He's Grandpa v Dracula. Grandpa Dracula. He's a, <laughs> he is a Dracula. He's a vampire. He's a scientist. He's a magician. And also, I think his best quality, he's like a shyster and a schemer. Yeah. I love that he and uh, Herman just try to get into like crazy money making. Yeah. Like as if you're not playing the long game. <laughs> <laughs> you're like 400 years old. Yeah. Like what is... Um, like, like they just always got to get rich quick, uh -huh. but you know, he plays just a, a very, you know, in the same sort of traditional Dracula garb, but they're just in the United States and they don't see themselves as weirdos. Yeah. Which I think is always just such a fun twist on a character is they are these obvious weirdos who don't see themselves as weirdos. Yeah. You know, they brought in, uh, Marilyn. I guess their cousin, mm -hmm. their nephew, their niece, their niece nephew, or something. Yeah. Their niece to live with them, and they're always referring to her as, "Oh my God, she's never going to find love yeah. because of look at how she looks." <laughs> um, but he is just a, you know, Al Lewis who plays the character is just this over the top, um, really just silly version of Dracula. Yeah, and I think it's unexpected. I think he's, I think it's the kind of Dracula vampire pastiche put on him without ever falling into like he's never a bloodsucker he's never i mean other than like trying to take people for their money he's never trying to like kill people yeah, yeah did they ever did they ever reference how he like survives i don't know it's funny that are the the in the wikipedia comments that he somehow he can walk in sunlight and he does not drink blood so he's <laughs> so he's not really a vampire he's, adap he's adapted he's, he's dracula just a dandy he's, he's draculish yeah he's dracula adjacent yeah. um but you know i i think the show in general just fills me with a whole lot of just wonderful good feelings in the same way that like uh gilligan's island yeah. did it's that 
you know, we talked about it quite a bit, like that, that fantasy 1967 yeah. sci-fi weird thing that was going on in America where... There are all these magical shows. Magical, yeah. weird shows. Mm-hmm. and um, Adam's Family, Bewitched, mm-hmm. I Dream a Genie, yeah. My Mother the Car, all these fantastical, goofy things. What I didn't know is um, I went and looked and watched the um, original... What's it called? The first episode is the uh, the pilot. The, pi- the first pilot. Monsters for go it. home. Was it? No, it, oh. it was it was like the pilot for it, uh-huh. and like half the cast was recast. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Butch Patrick was originally a, a kid by the name of Happy Derman. Oh God. Playing um, whatever it was that was Eddie. Yeah. Lily wasn't played by Vivian uh, Yvonne DiCarlo. Oh. It's played by another actress, and her name. Um, where do I have it? I have it written down. Um, her name was Phoebe, hmm. and like, there's elements of the you know the show yeah. that would it would become, but it's just totally off. Wow, that's really interesting. It makes me really wish, and I've heard this talked about before that there was a pilots TV channel. Yeah, there was just all pilots of shows that were never picked up. Yeah, all the weird stuff that all famous people are in that just go nowhere. Mm-hmm. That regime change happens at CBS, and something is filmed and shelved. Oh, yeah. But that would have been, like, I would love just to watch pilots, the original version of whatever we yeah. see. And the Munsters one that I, that's available on YouTube, YouTube in two parts is just. I got to watch that. Yeah. That, there, I did learn as a, that there was, there was a show on when I was much younger uh, called Love American Style. And so I've heard, I've heard this, yeah. the name, this name, but I have no idea what this is. It, you're not missing nothing. It was like the it was like an anthology series yeah. about like if Love people Boat in was, love. Yeah, but yes, exactly. And there was not, unlike something like Love Boat or Fantasy Island, it didn't occur in the same location. But from what I'm to understand, those were failed pilots recut into a oh. show. So Love and the Happy Days was a sh- was a full Gary Marshall sitcom pilot, and it didn't pass. So they excerpted it into Love American style. And then when American Graffiti became very popular, um, they dug that sucker out and then made it into a, a show. Right. I would like to make one final grandpa. Yes. Uh, Al Lewis. Al Lewis yes. vampire reference in that at some point, I guess it was, must have been the mid-80s, maybe even early 90s, he had a 1-900 number <laughs> to call the junior vampires. And it was, hey, kids, you can call and hear all this fun vampire-related jokes. Wow. Just ask your parents' permission. You can find the YouTube of it. it or don't. Or don't or ask wow. their permission. Or don't. It's like, you know, two ninety-five for the first minute, uh-huh. 95 cents each additional. It's just like, who are these kids that are jonesing to go hear, <laughs> gram- go hear vampire jokes from old-ass Grandpa, grandpa Munster? I he don't know. Was, he is a sketchy dude from the stories I've heard about him. He had a whole political career, and I think he was, he was a crooked judge and all this crazy stuff. Richard, what do you got? All right, so my last one is the uh, Judd Hirsch starring movie, TV mm. movie, The Halloween That Almost Wasn't. Mm-hmm. Or if you pick this up on VHS, you might see this as the night Dracula saved the world. Yeah. <laughs> which is a little bit of an overreach if you see the plot. Okay. Yeah, that one that one was on the list. Oh, uh, was it? Yeah, yeah. Um, the folks who chose that one were... And I, guys, I'm sorry. This list has eaten the podcast. I'm not trying to discount your answers. I just want to acknowledge the people who were kind enough to kind of uh, join us in the topic. EJ, 
Subkoviak and Patty Cullum, friend of the podcast, had uh, chose that one. This Rob, is, you know what? What? Uh, what does Dracula like to have his food served? What? Uh, Bite-sized pieces. Mm-hmm. So this was, I remember this from being on the Disney Channel mm-hmm. back in the early to mid-80s, probably. Yeah. They would show, they'd roll this out around Halloween time. Yeah. And it looks like it was shot on a VHS camera. Does it really? Or, yeah, yeah. It, it really looks like yeah. cheap. Um, and the basic plot is that there is a rumor going around that Halloween is going to be canceled. Oh. And so um, Dracula decides to hold a, a, a summit with all the most famous monsters in the world, yeah. including the werewolf. Ah, we know all those Frankenstein's monsters. Frankenstein's yeah. monster. Uh-huh. <laughs> Zabar the zombie mm. huh? of Haiti. Oh, okay. Sorry. The mummy of Egypt. Uh Not to be confused with the mummy of Belgium. Toledo. Yeah. Yeah. And also the witch, played by the lovely Mariette Hartley. Oh, wow. Um, (laughs) And basically what comes down... I love love that these are the only monsters that exist, that no one has... Like really made a major effort <laughs> to invent a new <laughs> to monster. invent new monsters. They're all like, just get a mummy and a werewolf. Yeah, and if you get a blob creature are, in there, that's who fine. are the who are the characters from Monster Mash? That's just fine. <laughs> that's fine. Oh, alopecia man. <laughs> yeah, we'll just do mummy. And so basically, it comes out that the witch was actually the one who is spreading these rumors because um, she is upset with people making fun of her for how ugly she is. Oh. Um, so and, and apparently Halloween can't happen if she doesn't fly over the moon, oh. which I wasn't aware of. That is that. so everybody knows that. Oh, yeah, come okay. on. Is that like getting bitten three times <laughs> in that in that realm? Fly over the moon. That's you know, science. That's the moon. That's, that's the true. science. I that's believe. I believe it's the cow jumps over the moon, and the dish and the runs away with the spoon. Yeah, something okay. like that. It's all connected. What did you? Well, what about Judd Hirsch's performance? Is there something compelling there? Um. Not he, particularly, <laughs> no. He, he's, he's, he's a good he, Rieger from Taxi, but I don't know. If he's I definitely me. the most Jewish. I was wasn't um, use Dracula. That word, I'll but, say yeah. it. He's the most Jewish Dracula I yeah. think that we've got mm. in cinema today. Um, and it kind of ends, and it ends by the way, with one of the witch's um, demands because she makes this list of demands to be able to continue with it is that she wants to go out disco dancing. Okay. So disco, disco comes full circle. So it ends with Marriott Hartley doing a Wonder Woman spin, and she transforms from this, you know, the stereotypical witch with a big nose and the yeah. ward on it and all that, to, you know, Marriott Hartley, beautiful 70s actress. Yeah. At which time Judd Hirsch says, well, I can do that, and rips off his cape, and he's got like the John Travolta Suit, white, white disco suit. suit, and he starts disco oh, wow. dancing. Woof. This is that's, great. That's another, like... Is our common image of the witch based entirely on the Wizard, uh, the Wizard of Oz from the 30s, too? Yes. Oh. See, that, I mean, that is, I like, I like. I'm sure that actually, I, like, I, I, I take I that like back. It. It's probably, they probably got that from like a grim fairy tale mm. version of the witch. I do like that Hollywood just stopped trying. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, they figured it out 60 years ago. Just go with that and everyone's. It everyone's fell into an archetype. Yeah. I would say if you had to draw a pirate now. You might draw this Johnny Deppish kind of pirate, whether mm. mm-hmm. as if it were ask ask somebody in the year two thousand, they might have done a different one. I've so. been the Dread Pirate Robert. So yeah. I remember this as a kid, and it's just goofy, and it's you know Dracula. I think this is kind of one of the, the overriding things that we're getting out has become like this kids yeah. character. Oh, for sure. 
which is weird when you think about the concept of Dracula being a, you know, someone who will murder you, suck your blood, yeah. turn you into this horrible, like, undead creature. Mm-hmm. A perfect, you know, kid's role. Yeah. Or kid's role, role model. model, yeah. That is a great lead into my final one, though. Okay. Okay, go for All it. Right. Okay, so I was looking for some, you know, uh, some choices, and I looked up animated Draculas to kind of... Oh, okay. Or, uh, you know, cartoon Draculas. Mm-hmm. And it, I stumbled across the worst image I've ever seen, which I'll show to you guys. <laughs> Can you explain <laughs> what that is? Uh, it says Count Dabula. Uh. But this isn't my image because this helped me get to something I found even more interesting and more intriguing. It was a gateway drug. Like it marijuana. was. Okay. Can I guess what it is? Sure. Is it Banicula? It isn't. Okay. Oh. It is the garbage pail kids. Ah, <laughs> nice. Nasty Nick. Uh, image of Dracula. There's a couple different versions of them. There was Nasty Nick and Evil Eddie from the original uh, Garbage Pail Kids. And then there was a later version uh, called Bloody Bram or <laughs> Reflection Less. Ooh. Where um, That's a, clever. A Dracula is uh, trying to shave and then can't and is cutting himself up because he can't see his reflection. Wow. Uh, on the first one, he is trying to bite what is effectively a Barbie doll. Mm-hmm. But it made me think of exactly what you're getting at, which is that this reduction of Dracula into this cartoon form, like right. he is no longer scary. He is a cartoon character that my kid wants to see. We we have this um, catalog, this target catalog, and in it my kid – Felix is almost too flips through it when he's having like his dinner sometimes and he wants to see just different images and one of the images he wants to see is like these new kid toys of Dracula and Frankenstein and Mm -hmm. the whole list that we just talked about with Richard's last pick the same sort of cast of characters the same as in Hotel Transylvania but these horrible monsters this this original image of Dracula this Bella Lugosi that was this fright thing, this was the scariest thing that people have ever seen, is now this reduced down to a goofy garbage pail kids yeah. image that all you can do is laugh at. All yeah. of these terrible jokes that I've been saying can be reduced down to a garbage pail kid pun mm-hmm. of a name. Yeah. And it's that's all he is now. He's not scary. Yeah. If you want to do scary, you're not going to do Dracula. You're going to do another vampire. Mm-hmm. Dracula isn't scary anymore. Dracula is comedic he's funny yeah Yeah. and he's best as a bubblegum card or best as Mm -hmm. whatever he is right now i don't know i find that i found that very interesting yeah you know we didn't really talk about like count duckula but like i'm sure i'm sure every joke that i've said was in the count was in like count Duckula. duckula um so those are some great choices uh i do find it fascinating why dracula the Count Dracula character was once frightening and is now some somebody we actually kind of feel kind of warmth for. He's almost become like an emoji, kind of disarmed of some of its fear-inducing impact, even though it's this thing that wants to um, kill us at least as we are and turn us into his uh, um, his servants <laughs> forever and drink think, all our blood. I think too the voice. Like everybody knows what the yeah. Dracula voice is. Yeah, I use the Dracula voice in like a book I read to Felix. Yeah, for like a bat. <laughs> it's like blood, blood is a bat, and like blah, it's so blah, goofy. Blah. Yeah. So I uh, want to thank the um, uh, our competitors here today, but of course our uh, followers on Facebook and folks who listen to the podcast. I want to name drop a few more suggestions that people put in there. 
and some things I hadn't heard before. Tatiana Farrell submitted The Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy. Don't know what that is. I don't know, but take a listen. Ain't nobody tell Dracula what to do. Laughing is for scissors. Dracula like to hear clowns screaming. Dracula like his chicken tenderized. Vampires hate Vikings. That's a fact. Dracula ain't too old to kick your butt. Dracula want to bite your nose. Dracula needs your glasses. Dracula not seeing so good no more. Dracula is kind of a, uh, a streetwise hustler kind of in this one. This is Blackula. That's this, what you're yeah, thinking of. He does kind of seem like that, but he's, he's, he's definitely dealing out punishment on the streets. And um, Emily Jabas, Count, speaking of Blah, Count Blah from Greg the Bunny mm. is a character. Okay. Yeah. And here's a little bit of Greg the Bunny. Yes. <laughs> and it, that, that's it, um, Blah. <laughs> Let it out. Get rid of all those violent thoughts. <laughs> oh, you know, Blah, I'm only telling you this because you know what it's like to love someone so much. You know, pining as you have all these years for your dead wife. Yes. But at least you know where she is every night. And, yeah, so those were some really fun things that I was not hip to when I uh, started um, researching or even until after these were suggested by listeners. So, dudes, you guys are awesome. Were there, t there were two of the same, right? Right. So two of the same. That would be George Hamilton, Love Me Despite, Leslie Nielsen, and Dracula Dead and Loving It. Those two, ping, ping, up on the Mount Rushmore. And then, you know what? I kind of liked the... Bart Simpson's Dracula yeah, from Treehouse of Horrors. And gosh darn it, um, since I loved him as a kid, um, Sam Dracula, a.k.a. Grandpa from the month. So. <laughs> so this has been the Mount Rushmore of comedic Draculas. I'm going to stop doing that. Uh, I, as always, am Jeff. Oh, sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm Richard. <laughs> I'm Michael. 